I'm Betsy Reed, and this is The Discomfort Practice, where I talk to creatives, activists, leaders, scientists, and a host of others about discomfort, about the role it's played in their lives, who they are and what they do in the world, and the value of discomfort in helping us move forward as a society. Discomfort is just the edge of your comfort zone, and on the other side are superpowers. So settle yourself in, and let's get uncomfortable. So I've been thinking a lot about life transitions and nature, and over the past few years of my life, and just the ebbs and flows and lessons, I have really started to reconnect and remember my place in nature. So I found a lot more sense-making and inspiration as I have worked to shed my programming that as a human, I'm somehow supposed to be working nine to five, five days a week, or I'm meant to be part of systems that treat me like a machine rather than recognize that I myself am part of nature. And so that's been really beautiful because it has helped me to reclaim how I actually work, (laughs) my own natural rhythms. But I have found increasingly that those are very intertwined with what's going on around me in nature, in the moon cycle, in the seasons and season shifts. And that that is very much just a map to how we're meant to live our lives as human beings. And we've really lost touch with that as a society, as a Western society in particular. You know, we don't follow the seasons anymore. We don't take into consideration as women where we are in our menstrual cycles. And so the past few years have been an experiment of starting to follow these rhythms a lot more. And I'm on the cusp of entering a new stage of life. If you've listened to recent solos, recent episodes I've recorded, and and I'm recording this just before Christmas in 2022, I've just finished an academic year today teaching undergrads at a university in Barcelona, and I packed all of the things that I own and put them in storage a few weeks ago. I'm moving out of the apartment I've lived in, the place that has been my safety and my home for six years now. And I'm about to launch into the unknown, into I don't know what. Um, I'm flying to Mexico in January, and I don't know what happens after that. I know that I have to be back in Barcelona to teach in September of 2023, but between now and then, I have no idea what's going to happen. And in the telling of it, it sounds a lot calmer than it has been. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I have not been the nicest or happiest or most serene version of myself. And it's interesting to observe myself in this because I want to be this transcendent master who, you know, I don't deal with this. But at the same time, I host a podcast called The Discomfort Practice. I'm constantly reminding people to allow themselves to be human. So this is my big old dose of remembering that I myself am human because I've been super anxious about this move because it has been me transplanting myself. And if you think about that, I'm going to use the nature metaphors because they are so rich. If you transplant a grown tree, it involves cutting into the roots. It involves lifting it out of the earth and putting it somewhere else. But there's a point there 
where it has to be literally suspended above the ground in order to be moved out of its old home and put someplace new. I've talked a few times in the past with guests about butterflies and the process of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. And I still like that metaphor, but I've got a better one. Because in episode seven, I talked to Kirstie Schneeberger, wonderful Kirstie Schneeberger, about butterfly soup and just kind of the gross process that you don't want to think about that happens in a cocoon when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly or a moth. And then in episode 76, I talked to Kim Pullman about imaginal cells, which is about those cells that are already within a caterpillar that find each other. As it dissolves, those cells start to find each other and knit together something beautiful in the gross butterfly soup. And they create that beautiful butterfly that emerges at the end. But the process in the middle is frankly gross, but marvelous. So if you understand all of that, it's a great one. But I've had a new metaphor that keeps coming to mind. And that is of a snake shedding its skin. So I grew up in the Rocky Mountains in Wyoming. And you just kind of are taught as a kid there to avoid rocky places to make extra noise when walking through the prairie in the, the hotter, drier months, you know, sort of July, August, September, particularly like August, September, because that's when rattlesnakes tend to shed their skin. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's what I was taught. And it seems to be true um, because there are a lot of rattlesnakes in Wyoming. There's not much else in Wyoming because of the altitude and the dryness. It's a pretty hard place for a lot of things to survive. So what does survive is pretty tough. But we were taught that there's a certain point where rattlesnakes are about to shed their skins, but they, are, they can't see very well because the skin over their eyes becomes sort of all milky. And, you know, as this skin literally starts to lift off of them so that they can shed it. And so they can't see very well. So they're a lot jumpier. They're more, they're more likely to be dangerous and to strike because they can't see you. I, I started to look up this process of a snake shedding his skin because I have really struggled this in this transition period since about late September when I decided that 2023 was going to be a year of digital nomading and exploration for me. But I have really suffered from anxiety and it's made me a bit snappish, a bit emotional, a bit more emotional than usual to people close to me. And I've also noticed that in this discomfort, of of shedding my skin, of not knowing what's underneath, what comes next. I've not necessarily been the nicest version of myself. And so I've, you know, fallen back into my old habits of coping with anxiety through overwork, of trying to control things around me, of maybe isolating myself because I don't want people to see this version of me. And the beauty of having done a lot of work on myself and on understanding myself and raising my consciousness and my awareness of what's going on in me and around me over the past few years is I can spot it now. And I just want to encourage anyone who can recognize themselves in that pattern to remember that this is the mission. This is the process. We are not failing because we are not transcending that reaction. That is, that is the mission. That is being human. We will probably always go through some of that process. And what we're called to do is to just recognize it. And so I invite you to envision this metaphor with me because it's been really helpful for me to kind of 
chuckle about it when I understood the process of a snake shedding its skin. So first of all, why does a snake shed its skin? The reason is, well, usually one of two things or both things. It needs to periodically shed its skin because it outgrows it. And the more it's growing when it's young, the more often it sheds its skin. But think of it this way. That skin can no longer hold what the snake is becoming. So it needs to be left behind in order for that snake to embrace its bigness, to be healthy, to take up the space it's meant to take up in the world, to be as powerful as it can be, as quick, as effective at being snaky, doing the things the snake needs to do. And the other reason is that it just needs to shed the skin to get rid of sort of old bacteria that's accumulated in order to be healthy, right? So if you kind of take that metaphor on, it makes total sense that going through periods of shedding skin are absolutely necessary and absolutely healthy. And that also the process of shedding a skin is not pretty. So this old skin starts to get flaky and then the skin over the eyes of the snake get milky, as I mentioned before. And then it knows it's time to start to rub its head against something hard until the, the, the old skin on its head like cracks open so that it can start to wiggle out of the old skin. But it's not like it just goes, ta-da, and one day the skin just falls off. That's when the real work begins because it has to get out of the old skin. It flexes its muscles and relaxes them to stretch the skin. It goes through holes that are really small that rub up against the side of the old skin to scrape it off it. And it takes work. I'm going to go back to actually a previous interview with Megan Bonham, who you might have heard me talk to. She talks about icky self-care and lovely self-care. The lovely self-care is when you take care of yourself by, you know, getting massages and going to cacao ceremonies and whatever. And the icky self-care is when you take care of the stuff you don't really want to be doing, but it's still about taking care of yourself. So in this case, it's about squeezing through the tight spots because you need to go through them to shed the old skin. It's about rubbing up against abrasive things and moments and situations because that's what's going to help you get through this process to shed the old skin in order to emerge into the bigger you, the capacity for all of you, all of you that you're becoming. And I just want to encourage you, if you are going through a transition moment or if you're relating to these moments of just kind of feeling icky, just remember that is just part of the process of being human. And the goal is not to transcend that. We're not here to stop going through difficult moments. We're here to learn from them. There will always be difficult moments. This is why I like this metaphor of a, sh of a snake shedding its skin, because it's going to happen every once in a while, you know, like two to four times a year or more often if you're growing rapidly, which is awesome. You're growing rapidly. You're going to go through these uncomfortable skin shedding moments more often potentially. So don't be surprised if... Life gets more uncomfortable the more you work on becoming conscious and on trying to operate in the highest possible version of yourself. But just remember and appreciate that's still you. You know, you're not trying to transcend who you are, your humanity to become some demigod. That's not going to happen. Just remember, we're always going to be human and embrace that. And don't kind of get stuck in that good vibes only stuff that is absolutely bypassing 
all of these truths that being human is meant to be this process of shedding skin, of going through discomfort. So I'm going to end this solo with the poem Desiderata. It was written by Max Ehrman in 1927, and it is beautiful. I just love how I feel when I read it, and I want to share it with you. So pause if you need to to go find a comfortable place to just enjoy this, because I think it's a real treat. I read it every once in a while just to remind myself that life is beautiful, life is hard, life is everything, and this is just a little injection of beauty into my day. So... Settle yourself in. When you're ready, (laughs) unpause me and enjoy. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly and listen to others, even to the dull and the ignorant. They too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexatious to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere, life is full of heroism. Be yourself. Especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune, but do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt, the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be. And whatever your labors and aspirations, in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful. Strive to be happy. So that's Desiderata by Max Ehrman. Feel free to share with me, reach out to me. If you're going through a transition period, if you're going through a period of shedding some skin, and let me know if that metaphor has helped you because it does just kind of, I get a kick out of it. It helps me to step back from the discomfort and see it for what it is as a process that is necessary, as the tight moments being the ones that helped me to shed it. So I hope that's been helpful for you. I hope it's been entertaining as well to see things that way. But as always, be well, and thank you for your time. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with me. If you enjoyed this episode, follow and like The Discomfort Practice wherever you listen to podcasts, 
leave me a five-star and written review, and share this with other people. Help me to reach new audiences with this idea that consciously practicing discomfort helps us to individually and collectively discover our superpowers and create a society and a planet where everyone can thrive. Thank you so much to my guests all season. Go back and listen to a few more episodes to hear more of them. They are wonderful humans doing amazing things in the world. Thanks to my team who helped me produce this podcast and for those who inspire me through their writing, their conversation, and their support. So that's all from me for now. Follow me on Instagram at the Betsy Reed if you want to get to know me a bit better, some of my thoughts. And in the meantime, stay uncomfortable.